are back for another episode. Yep, happy beginning of February. Yes, happy um, warm February. Well, that today is warm. Tomorrow it's not going to be. Well, no, I thought it was supposed to be till Thursday. It was supposed to be in the fifties. But it's supposed to rain nonstop for the next two days. Would you take that or snow? I t- I'll take the. Rain I don't or know snow. if I as long as I can breathe, I'll be happy. Hey, we survived this polar vortex. Smack you upside the head weather for two days and huh, it's been a doozy it's been a doozy yeah it has well did i t- oh you do about well you knew about my my, my fender bender on friday yeah i still have no clue how i missed a light pole when i went but you it. missed it yeah i completely missed a light pole i didn't even see don't know how that's possible i didn't see the light pole until the next day because ken and i he's like because he came and got the car to put a new tire on it because I blew a tire. Which I don't yeah. know if the tire... Because basically I skidded off the road and, and ate a, ate a snowbank. Um, drifted around a light pole. Uh, my ass of the car took out a bunch of dead pine trees and the cop didn't even care. And then, So I don't know if the tire blew is what threw me. Or the tire blew after I skidded off the road. I have no idea. But it literally was like six inches from the freaking road. I couldn't go any further. I sunk. But I, he has said, yeah, the light pole. I'm like, what freaking light pole are you talking about? <laughs> Legit, I had no clue. We went, and I was going to videotape it, our picture, and I didn't even get that far. I'm just like, holy blanky, 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 blanky. How the yeah. hell did I do that? Like, I have no idea. I don't know how. I freaking drifted my car around a light pole. It didn't hit anything but some dead pine trees. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you saw. I, I sent you the picture of the accident that happened next to me. Yeah. Yeah. The cop came in to make sure that I wasn't part of them and would make sure I wasn't hurt. And I had a tow truck coming, ran my place and left. That was pretty much it. And I still made it to work on time. <laughs> uh-huh. It was your lucky day. I still made it work on time because I can go in as early as 730 and as late as 930. I got there around 830. Mm-hmm. So then you still didn't have to stay too long. Uh-uh. Nope. So instead of four, I stayed till five. And then I went to my, when I walked down to my, um gallery show which was fun but i felt weird because it was like 90 percent of them i was like at the bottom end of the age scale yeah with with that place you usually are however i did go to one a couple months ago there in which the youngest person was 10 years old yeah there was another one that i don't know i would say 20s early 20 early to mid the most majority of them were like all retired Explains only beer, only wine and no beer. Yeah. Boop. Well, it, it is a classier gallery than some. Hey, I like my beer. But speaking of that, my favorite brewery closed down. They couldn't, they were having issues with their landlords and they had to close. Yeah, I can't believe so many places are closing now. Well, I don't think they're going to be permanent. I think he's going to have to like try to find another building. I think it was one of those because he was renting it from another brewery. And that was their second place, wasn't it? No. Like that that was the first that they'd already moved once? No, that's where they started. Okay. I think. I think that's where he started cuz he's been there for 4 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is the restaurant still there? Restaurant. Um Are you talking maybe about- it's a different place that I'm thinking. Aqueduct closed. Okay, okay, I'm I'm thinking of Thirsty Dog. No, Thirsty Dog owned that building, and they were not playing nice with the little 
brewery down down in the basement, basically. And the restaurants cross, you know, down a couple, a half a block yeah. down. But no, 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 no. This this they closed. No, they end up closing. Which he done so much for the party space in the basement that was really cool, because it still had the canal river thingy yeah. right underneath the building. Yeah, he did a lot of work down there. I'm sad because I like taking Cassie to the bar. Cassie enjoyed the bar and I enjoyed the beer. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm sure they're going to find another place. Oh, I'm sure they will. Maybe a bigger place, one where he can do bigger open mic night, which would be awesome. Yes. Oh, speaking of that, we did get Justin. We got Justin both days. The violinist. Oh, wow. We got him both days. He finally got back to Ken. He's going to do both days for Oddball. So I'm so excited. And he's almost booked out for Oddball. He's got a couple couple open openings, and he's got most of Connor the Cobb booked. So he's hustling, hustling, Definitely. hustling, hustling, hustling. So yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. It's like, yeah, get it all booked out now, and one less thing to have to worry about. Yeah, you you don't want to be looking for acts at the last minute. No, I always end up having to, but if you can book it out as early as you can, I think it's the best. But craziness. Craziness. So, do you want to jump into our, our crazy rabbit holes? Yeah, um, this is definitely a rabbit hole week. Yes. But that's sort of the way the February has started off. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, okay, this is weird. I, I, is it not opening? No, it doesn't want to open. I can't. Okay. That's not, oh, uh, my story's gone. So I'm like, wait, where's no. my... It's there, because I've got it open. What's yours say? Because that's not what mine says. Uh, the Hitler Holocaust plans? That's not what I got. Try this. Because this one says many Germans are unaware of the EU benefits. Yeah. Click the one that I just posted, because that's the full link. That was being weird on me. Like I said, craziness. Okay. That's that's not what I had. When I opened it up, it took me somewhere completely different. (sighs) All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's... Let's start this. Um, this is a book that shows Hitler's Holocaust plans for Canada and U.S., which this actually sounds like Man of the High Castle. It very much does. That's what threw me off. At first, I'm thinking, did what? Did they just find? Uh, I can't even think of the author's name. Um, oh, that wrote that book. Here, you read this one. I'll look it up. Okay. Look. It says, um, Canada's National Library and Archive has acquired a book, uh, a book owned by Hitler, which contains detailed Jewish population data, as well as information about key organizations and the media for Canadian and American Jewish organizations, Jewish communities, sorry. The Library and Archives of Canada said this 137-page German book, Statistics, Media, and Organizations of Judaism in the United States and Canada, uh, shows that the Holocaust wasn't wasn't only in Europe, but there were plans for the operation to go further into North America before they were stopped. Uh, the book plate on this book shows... Uh, the stylized eagle and swastika uh, with uh, Ex Libre Adolf Hitler uh, showing that it came from his own personal library. Uh, it looks like the book was compiled by a German linguist 
who uh, was responsible for uh, producing official scholarly information uh, that would be used by the Nazi regime. He was head of the publications office in Stuttgart, uh, which dealt with research on nationality issues. He it says the li- the library and archives said the book helped to preserve the memory of the Holocaust is the only way to let us reflect on what happened in Canada had the World War II ended differently. Mm-hmm. And, and think- again, with Man in the High Castle, we've seen how it could have happened differently. Exactly. So you think that this book influenced Man in the High Castle? Um, it's I mean it's possible, but this the writer is Philip K. Dick. Okay, I I kept thinking maybe that was it, but I could not recall. But yeah, that that too, which does make sense. But yeah, it appears that a Holocaust survivor actually owned this book that had been in his library too. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Um, one this um professor from University of Ottawa is saying. Uh, she said, while these fears may seem unfounded given the geographic distance <laughs> of Nazi Europe to Canada, the hand, this handbook offering detailed statistics of Jewish populations across North America underlines their nightmarish potential. But I mean, because my, my grandma grew up during World War II in Germany, and a lot of the stuff that she said went on, um, because my great-grandfather was actually a prisoner of war here in the States, believe it or not here in the states but he um she was like seven when he became prisoner or whatever and 14 when he came back because there's 14 years between her and her my my, her sister basically but some of the stuff that she was saying i'm like it almost feels like what's going on now yeah how do you how do you control your people you know you control education how they you know that you control information you throw propaganda up and no one's not no one's gonna know you know my grandma always said that they knew nothing of any of the of what was going on they just knew was they were always told very bad prison you don't want to go there and then my great grandma got got turned in to go to one of those camps but allies came in like a couple days later but yeah you know they didn't know no they didn't know that that well and even my until it for, until it started getting going. Well, even before, like when it was going on, they didn't know because if you're controlling, you know, um, education via burning books, you're controlling the radio, what people are listening to. You know, you're telling them what you're telling the public what they see, what to see, and what to hear. They're not going to know any different. You know what I mean? Just like today, mm-hmm, pretty much. You know, if you if you control it all you can you know you can put pe- turn people against each other but i know that my grandma well, had she had said that they emptied the asi- what we call asylums yeah, yeah. Uh, any of that if you if you didn't fit into a mold you disappeared which i almost think that's kind of like what's going on now or what's starting to go on but then again, I know you have said this too, you know, if you don't remember the past, you're going to repeat it. And I, th- I think that that's kind of kind of scary, you know, but almost the butterfly effect. If one 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 little something different, what could have changed? It, it's and I'm excuse me, I've got the hiccups. <laughs> no, you're all right. 
Uh, I'm just, you know, again, yeah, you're saying repeat, past repeats itself, and I feel like it. Ha- we haven't hit World War Three yet. No. But. but. It, yeah, but. I think a lot of it is, is just its internal burning, is what World War Three is going to be. I don't think it's going to be a big explosion, because everyone assumes World War Three is going to be a nuclear war. Well, we've already dropped the ally at the allied connections yeah just what a week ago now a few days ago we pulled out of that treaty i mean we've pulled out of i don't know how many treaties dude i'm going back to mid 90s i was teenager i always kind of looked at us as rome you know you get too big for your britches you self-implode and I'm almost thinking that that's kind of the direction we're going. You know, we're we're self-imploding, which I think is going to be really, really easy to happen. I mean, we've we've we're already turning against each other, you know, personally. But is that also part of the whole propaganda? You know, well, yeah, the propaganda started it, but we've also seen how one voice speaking of today, without going to details, one voice, you know, can upturn the apple wagon. One, one voice, and that's basically what our, our our social media has turned into. It takes one voice to upturn and turn a whole group or tribe against you know one person or one thing. That's exactly. all it takes. That's all it takes anymore. You know, it's because it's so easy to go behind your keyboard. Back then, not so much. Back back then, it was a lot harder. But now, it just takes one person behind a keyboard to upturn the apple wagon to you know start start it. You know, is is that is that what worth World War Three is going to be? Where it's just it's one th- one makes a domino effect. I don't know. It makes you wonder what when they refer to World War Three, what they're talking about. I sadly, I gotta say, I guess we'll see. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we know it's going to end up happening. I mean, there's been how many wars in the past? Yeah. Um, if we look at it, Europe's burning. We, we've 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 read some of that stuff too when we were doing the prophets. That was for search foreshadowed. You know, it's it's burning. It's kind of sad. I would have loved to be able to get to to, to you know Europe, but uh, I don't want to travel. Not now. I barely want to travel out of my state with all all the craziness going on. But uh, <laughs> this one falls in. But, uh, this one kind of falls into what we were just talking about. Researchers say they figured out why people reject science, and it's not ignorance. <laughs> kind of falls into it because, you know, people just, like I said, don't want to believe. But one of the biggest cultural shifts in recent years is the rise of fake news. Exactly. Like I said, it takes one one voice. One voice to start stuff. Um, speaking of that, uh, we know... I'm going to slightly change subject, but it's going to fall into this with the fake news and stuff. Um, we know the, the weather hit just a few, well, about a week now. Really, really bad. Nobody was expecting it. It was super cold. Um, you know, we were negative double digits for a few days. Yeah. And they couldn't, at least here where I'm at, they couldn't quite keep up with the snow and the ice. Um, and there was one picture. It's was a city worker. I don't know if it was on the university or just a city worker. Their, their, the actual story is their job was to block this stretch of road and wait for assault, um, sca- like what is a scatterer, assault, shift, yeah. sifter thing to come. So instead of them sitting in their vehicle waiting, 
they proceeded to take a cup of what they had and continued like scooping salt out in, in a hand, tossing it. Makes sense. Why sit there and do nothing? If you've got the means, why not do it? Yeah. Um, the hurtful, nasty memes that picture turned into. Um, sadly, a lot of friends we knew and we know had posted some nasty stuff about it. Um, my favorite was is most of them didn't even live in Akron. That's where it happened. And I'm sitting here thinking, you got, you push fake news, you know, you push, look up the truth, look up the truth, but then you sit here and you're fueling a picture, a picture that you don't even know the, the, the true story behind the picture. I mean, I was going to say something, I'm like, you know what, F it. Is basically what it came down to because it's like no, you know what? What good is that going to be? They're not going to listen to me anyways. And then it's I'm going to get attacked. So I just said screw it. But it does. It takes one one voice, one voice to up upturn the apple wagon, as they would say. It takes one voice. You know, it's it's pretty messed up. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was one picture, and a lot of nasty memes came out of that one picture. And I appreciate that they were still even if even being stuck that they tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of him just sitting in his truck, he he proceeded to hand toss salt on the road and the sidewalks in that area. And it's not like, oh well, I have a bag. I'm going to grab the bag and try to start dumping from there. Well, I'm. So he's got a truck, right? And waiting for the salt salt scatterer thingy to come out. But I mean, I could see that. But it's it's ow. Cassie just jumped on me and clapped me with her nails. But yeah, it's it's like I said, it takes one person. I mean, is that just how, how it's going to be? I mean, I hate to think of it that basically that's that's how World War Three is going to happen. It takes one voice. And we've already seen, you know, how one or two voices can destroy something. I mean, you, you've heard that, right? About we were supposed to get the... Um, I'm completely changing, but it, it does. It shows how, how uh, very few voices can destroy something. Chicago, on the riverfront, they, there was an open parking lot. There wasn't anything. They, it's basically um, one of the, I think football or whatever, where they tailgate. It's like one of those extra parking lots. Yeah. It's there. People use it. Um, but they wanted to put in the Star Wars Museum, the, the George Lucas Museum. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Because I, I, I think the other podcast talked about it. They wanted to put the museum in there. Literally a very small sliver of voices put a huge kibosh and got it stopped. You know why? Because they didn't like, I don't know, was it the mayor? I, I something like that. You know, it, it was it, some figure. Right. So it had nothing to do with the actual museum. It was a vendetta against somebody else. So they put a kibosh on this because they could. I'm like, I would have been I would have been happy to have the museum even in Chicago. That's not that far. Yeah. You know, we could we could have gone there in a weekend. That would have been a blast. But we're not getting it. It ended up going to Cali. I'm like, it just shows, you know, what what you know what fake news can can do or what one voice can do. Uh, but um, getting back into this, um, in recent years is the rise of fake news, where claims with no evidence behind them get shared as fact alongside evidence based peers reviews findings. Like, climate change is happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, people don't believe it's even happening. Uh, researchers have coined this trend, the anti-enlightenment movement. 
And there's been a lot of frustration and finger pointing over who and what what's to blame. Like we said, it could be just one voice. Yeah. Um, a team of psychologists in, um, psychologists in 2017 and identified some of the key factors that can cause people to reject science. And it has nothing to do with how educated or intelligent they are. In fact, the f- researchers found that people who reject scientific consensus on topics such as climate change, vaccine safety, and evolution are generally just as interested in science as well as educated as the rest of us. Um, but yeah. Uh, we find that people will take a flight from facts to protect all kinds of uh, belief, including their religious belief, political beliefs, and even simple personal beliefs, such as whether they are good at choosing a web browser. Huh. People treat facts as relevant more than the facts uh, tend to support their opinion. When the facts are against their opinions, they don't necessarily deny the facts, but they say the facts are less relevant. Sounds like some people we know. Um, yeah. Um, this conclusion was based on a series of new interviews, as well as a uh, meta-analysis of the research that, research that has been published on the topic and was presented in a symposium called Over the Weekend as part of the Society for Personal and Social Psychology Annual Convention in San Antonio. The goal was to figure out what's going on wrong with science communication in 2017 and what what we can do to fix it don't listen to the one one voice don't listen to the troll maybe that's what it is humbart just don't listen to trolls yeah which is very difficult right because you don't know when it comes to that you don't know who's truth you don't know you know especially if they're if it's get to the point where like it's saying here if it's it's facts and fake getting mixed together you don't there's no really no way of unless you sit there and you Maybe that's what the problem is, because you don't have time to sit there and look and research and research and research. No, and if you do, then and you say, well, no, that's not right, then they just fight back against you because they can't be wrong. Right. And then, that, you know, that's the whole whole thing. But, <clears throat> uh, where was I? Um, where there is conflict over um, societal... Risks from climate change to nuclear power safety to impacts of gun control laws. Both sides invoke the mantle of science. Um, see, and that's another one where you get, you know, wherever you fall on it, it's not everything is black and white. Some people would pre- would prefer to try, to try to think of everything as black and white, but you can't. I think a lot of it when it comes to like the gun safety and stuff, you know, it's you. Uh, Bad guys are going to get to the guns easier than than us, the normal everyday people. You know, the black market's the black market. You can get whatever the hell you want on the black market. I mean, shoot, if you want a baby tiger shipped Air Express to you, guess what? You can. Yeah, unfortunately, people have found a way. Right. So it's like do whatever they want. Right. It's the people that are so pro, 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 pro. If you're slightly against, you're the enemy. It's like I'm not trying to take anything away from you. It's, you know, it, uh, there's a time and a place for everything, you know, it, uh, it's like, it's, it's nothing is black and white. You can't be one or the other. You could actually be in the middle. You know, I don't want to take this away from you, but how could we prevent the bad guys from getting this shit? I don't think you can. I don't know. People will get what they want, mm-hmm. no matter what. It's not necessarily how to prevent them from getting it. It's how to control it. 
But then that's when you start falling into other stuff of government controlling, which I think a lot of that's what the trouble is now. But you start running into it's there, there's so many gray in the middle that there's no there's really no way of fixing any of it. Because then if you, you come up with a good plan, then you're tacking shit in the back door, you know? Yeah. You, I don't know. It's like, I don't know when it comes to my opinion, when it comes to the, the anti-vaxxers, I think some of the vaccines are necessary. I don't think an infant needs 106 vaccines. You know, I don't think they need a sexually transmitted vaccine at six months. I, you know, some of the vaccines I could see they need, like the measles and some of the other ones, I can see getting stuff like that. I just don't see why you need to have that many vaccines. You know, is this the, is this going to the whole of government control? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the problem, though, is people say, well, no vaccines. And then suddenly we have a measles outbreak in Disney World. Well, it was, um, uh, hold on. It's Oregon's first, right? Oregon, then Washington, and then Cali, right? Yes. Oregon's the one that has like 32 outbreaks right now. Well, I'm thinking a couple years ago. Oh, no, I'm thinking now. Right now, there's like 32 outbreaks going on right now because someone didn't uh, vaccinate. But I, yeah. could, I could see, like I said, I could see doing some of it. But why do you need 106 vaccines? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, there's there's so much when it comes to all these hot topics. There's so much in the middle. There's so much gray. Uh, people need to stop looking at things as uh, yes and no, black and white. Nothing is black and white. Everything, you know, stuff is so many, so much in the gray. You know, that's like I say with people. You are more than just like a page. You're, we are all books. There's so many pages and so many levels to all of us. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's... I don't know. And like the whole thing of the climate change. I know you and I've talked about this. That's just something we sped up. I think it was, was it last episode we were talking about that? The CO2 and all that? Yeah. I think, I think all we did is just sped that up. I think it was bound to happen. I just think we just really just, you know, lit the fire under it. It is. Well, and two, part of the problem with that is, you know, people denying that whoever came up with the term global warming, if, no one had ever come up with the term global warming. It would not be as much of an issue with all the deniers as it is. Well, doesn't that go back to Gore, though? Doesn't it? I think it came. I think that term. I believe that term came out before him. Was it before him? But he was the one that really pushed pushed it, wasn't he? Well, the, but at that, that point, the term was out. That's what people were using. And again, it's because people hear the word warming, they say, well, obviously it's cold, so it's cold, so it's, there's no global warming. No, all it's doing is if you see it's shifting. Like right well, that's now. That's it. The, the reason we had this polar vortex is because Antarctica was breaking apart because it was warming. Well, wait, hold on. It, well, Arctic is north, Antarctic is south. Yeah, you know what I meant, though. Okay, no, no, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting it right. Because I just remember people making the vortex look like boobies. That's all I remember. Yeah. We had a set of boobies sitting over top of Ohio for two days. But no, it's, it's, it, I don't know, people need to wake up. That's like the whole thing of the, the doom. Uh, I fully believe that's what's going on right now, is testing it. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. You want to look at the next one, or you want me to get him? Yeah. On the mouse. 
So, um, here is, um, scientists are looking at, and this, oh, it doesn't say. Scientists are looking at how genes and evolution are shaping gender identity. Gender and transgender uh, identity, yeah. yeah. A uh, mismatch between biological sex and gender identity, culminating in its severest, er, severest form, sorry, I cannot read tonight, uh, as gender dysmorphia, or gender dysphoria, like I said, uh, have been described as mental illness, family dysfunction, and childhood trauma. But now there's evidence that's saying that biological factors in determining identity and role uh in establishing a gender identity and a role for those particular genes. Mm-hmm. So apparent, the apparent mismatch of biological sex and gender identity, uh, coupled with, you know, constant bullying, uh, from, you know, outside and inside is definitely made life a lot worse for a lot of people. But if you go um, with biological, that's actually kind of the norm and expected. Exactly. But if if everything is biological already, you know, you have no control over it. Mm-mm. No, you don't. You don't have any control over it. No different than us being short. <laughs> you don't. It, you, you, it is what it is. And science here is obviously proving that. That once was thought is not the truth. Uh, in the 1980s, a, sci- a psychiatrist named Herbert Bauer was working with transsexuals in Melbourne, Australia, and he, it says he was revered in the transgender community for his willingness to authorize sex change operations, which were controversial at the time. And at this time, he was already in his 80s, or he was in his 90s. Uh, Dr. Bauer wondered if the gene that controls male development might work differently in transgender boys, uh, and saying the gene called SRY triggers the formation of testes in the embryo. The testes make hormones, and hormones make a baby male. Um, so he's, it says uh, variants of the SRY gene, uh, some don't work at all, and babies who have a Y chromosome might have a mutant SRY and are therefore born female. Uh, it says... Uh, they're not disproportionately transgender, nor are many people born with the variants um, of other genes, um, sex, in genes in the sex-determining pathway. Um, Dr. Bauer agreed that this gene was probably not directly involved, but the idea of genes affecting our sexual identity were, there could be a very good chance that this was a leading cause toward how our how we came up how we came forward with our uh, gender identities. Just that slight change. Mm-hmm. Uh, a more recent study uh, looked at 380 trans women who had had um, the sex change operations. They looked at 12 uh, particular genes involved in the hormone pathways and found that there was a high frequency of uh, of particular DNA variants with four genes that would alter that hormone uh, while they were still developing. Mm-hmm. In utero, yeah. Yeah. 
they they found that there may have been other genes that contributed to a feminine or masculine sexual identity, but not necessarily all of them were concerned with the sex hormone signaling uh, affecting how the brain functioned and behaved. Like I said, nothing is black and white. There's so much gray yeah. in the middle, you know? I mean, maybe we'll get to the point where it's like, okay, whatever. I, you know, I mean, I, I do. I think that that's the direction that a lot of it should go when it comes to stuff like that. That it's stuff that you cannot control. You can't control how you look. You can't control how you feel. You are who you are, you know? Exactly, yeah. You are who you are. Um, this saying, uh, sexual identity genes don't have to be sex chromosomes, so they won't necessarily be in sync with the Y chromosome and an SRY gene. Um, so that sort of puts a wall between gender identity and the act in their actual biological sex. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So some men may have more fe- feminine identities and some women may have more masculine identities. And then somewhere down the line, you know, it might be the opposite on either. Well, isn't that also kind of what they, what they consider like gender fluidity too? It is, yeah. Because I know back in the back, you know, when we were in school, if you get a girl that's more boyish, you know, she was considered a tomboy. Pretty much the same thing. No, no one is. You know, it's not black or white. Every many people have so many different things in the center. I think a lot of the stories people just need to look at the single person and not, you know, stop grouping everybody into the same cookie. You know, the same cookie cutter. Not everybody's the same. You know. Case by case, everyone's different. But this one, um, Trangalium, I probably butchered that, Galaxy reveals stunning stellar symmetry in amazing Hubble telescope views. Did you know I like my space pictures? Yes. Um, the famed space observatory captured a swirling spiral of stars, 54 fields of view, capturing data across a span of some 19,000 light years. Hubble researcher said in a statement, one light year is the distance light travels in a year in about 6 trillion miles or 10 trillion kilomiles. Um, the result is a huge picture of uh, Trangilium, also called MM or M33, that encompasses some 25 million viewable stars. While the image is an art piece in itself, astronomers will use it to learn more about the neighborhood near the Milky Way which is our own galaxy. Um, one of the several galaxies near the Earth, um, or MMM, I keep saying MM, M33 is one of the several galaxies near the Earth residing in a zone known as Local Group. The group includes dozens of members, but it do, um, dominated by three large galaxies of Andromeda, which Hubble also captured in high resolution in 2015. Um the star form or M33 star formation is about 10 times more um, intense than what was captured in Hubble's picture of Andromeda. So, astronomers say the new picture of M33 will uncover some of the mechanisms of, the, of that star formation, according to the statement. Um, Hubble is nearing 30 years of operation this year since it launched in um, 19. Uh, 1990 and remains in excellent health. 
NASA has said operations should continue even beyond the launch of the next generation um, James Webb Space Telescope, which is currently scheduled to launch 2021. But yeah, these pictures are so pretty, especially this first one. The stars in this dust cloud is insanely bright. Yeah, for how big the cloud is. Mm-hmm. But what's got my attention is you see the blue poof cloud to the top left corner. Yeah. That's got my curiosity what that actually is. That's kind of cool. It's almost, if it wasn't for the fact that it spread out so far, it almost looks like the center is a black hole. The blue? But it, it's not It's not equal around enough to be just a mass of nothingness. The blue could, well, if you look at it, the blue has um, a dust cloud. That kind of swirls up and around, and it's on the end of it. Maybe it's um, maybe it's part of the um, gases that kind of blew up. Maybe because that's a very possibility. My li- okay, there we go. My links don't like me today. I've been clicking on them, and they don't want to work. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you got the Pentagon, or you want me? To get okay, that? I'll say you got the Pentagon. Is that working for you? Yeah, I got Pentagon. Okay, it didn't want to work, <laughs> but I got it to work. Ah, oh, stop it. Uh, it seems last year the Pentagon uh, deployed more drones just in America than it had um, for the last five years combined. Bart, it's UFOs! Shh! UFOs! <laughs> well, it's like, did you end up getting to finish watching Blue Book from last oh, week? Holy crap, holy crap, yes! We can get, you want to get in, well. So we're, we're definitely going on a tangent here, but they fi- it fits right with this. I, I, this week, everything has just been, like, falling into each other. It's it's insane. Okay, I love Blue Book. That's all I can say. I knew the blonde was a uh, Russian. I knew that right away. Well, and they, they revealed that in, like, the second or third episode. I kind of expected she was, um, like, on the f- first few minutes of seeing her. Just how chummy chummy she was to a stranger. Yeah. Uh, okay, and that guy, what do you think about that guy? I think that dude saw something he shouldn't have and he's just like losing his mind. I think he's got PSTD or whatever it is. That's what I was thinking, yeah. He's got that. And the little the little walkie thingy that he was carrying that he threw at her and ran out the door. You know what that was? No. It was picking up her bug that she put in the house. Oh, that had that was picking up the bug because the bug is radio frequency, yeah, and that's what that was picking up. So that's why when it was picking it up for him, it was so distorted. But he it was picking up it was picking up her bug. The probably the the uh, bug signal was probably picking that up. Now, yeah, now that makes a lot more sense. And then getting to the UFO and then it disappearing, they did that for real. Supposedly, they did that for real. But they did that with a ship, with an, um, a Navy ship. It was supposed to go from like point A to point B, and it was supposed to take them so long. But then if you did this, it was going to take them a lot shorter. And they disappeared yeah. and when it came. Well, no, no, not pointing to point B. It, it went to like another dimension. Water wasn't water. Water was like smoke or something. It was weird stuff. Um, it was just completely weird. And then when it came back, people were embedded in the, in the ship is what that one came to be but yeah that that was some of the stuff that uh the i can't think of what it's called it was one of the nasa or nasa the it was one of the ships 
that they d- yeah i don't i don't because i don't remember like what actually happened um, actually read the drones and i'll look that one up okay because i know so, i've read this yeah um well and i know the end of the episode they were saying it i think it happened in like 1948 like the events that they were portraying so uh new data is showing the from the pentagon is showing that the drones they use that when drones were used what they were used for and how long the missions lasted and half over half of these missions fell under defense support for sub civil authorities which was only viable in 2018 after the secretary of defense removed all the requirements for those uh the largest group of drones were used um, for to monitor the California wildfires. Uh, the ca- governor of Oregon requested the same thing, while the governor of New York requested assistance for a training exercise. Uh, in total, state governors requested five of the drone missions. Now, that's, you know, depending on how many drones you use for each mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, military bases and naval stations comprise the next largest group of deployment, including requests from a submarine base and Camp Pendleton for installation support and an air show. Uh, South Carolina National Guard deployed a drone to gather data about the floods after Hurricane Florence. And the last two deployments were to defend the southern border as part of a quote-unquote counter-drug operation. I think uh, it was also to shoot do. Yeah. That's, that's in total, my, there my were opinions. three year-long missions and eight short-term missions. Hmm. But speaking of the drones, I wonder whatever happened to the Lockheed uh, airships that were supposed to be unmanned, that were supposed to stay up for you know months at a time for border, border patrol, whatever happened to them. They might still be up there. If they actually are, or did they just not do it, or what? But I did find the ship that poofed. Okay. You, okay. It was called the Philadelphia Experiment. It was um, 1944, which... Oh, and I see your link, sorry. I'm sorry? I Now I see the link. Oh, yeah, yeah, I added it to it so you could see it, too. It, it wasn't coming up right away. Um. So, the Philadelphia Experiment is an alleged military experiment supposed to have... Um, been carried out by the Navy at the Philadelphia Naval, Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Sometime around October 28th, 43, the Navy, the U.S. Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. The story first appeared in 55 in a letter of unknown origin sent to a writer and astronomer, um, Morris K. Jessup. It is widely um, understood to be a hoax. The U.S. Navy maintains that no such experiment was ever conducted, that the details of the story um, contradicted all well-established facts about USS Eldridge and the alleged claims do not confirm to um, known uh, laws. Yeah, and you know, now that you're saying, talking about this, this was an X-Files episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about this during our X-Files stuff. Yep, but this was also what they did on, if you think on it, what happened here was what they did on Blue Book. It is, yeah. It just poofed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Well, TV gets their information from somewhere. But, I mean, there's way more to the story I'm not going to go in because, you know, we could be here for another hour. 
Yeah. And again, we talked a little bit about it before. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, as soon as you, you as soon as you said, did you get the end? I'm like, holy crap. Oh. And the quote unquote monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those weren't monkeys. Well, okay. And then you want to talk about this one because everything just kind of collides together. But this one says prophecy made by a boy with pop bottle on his head becomes subject to a new documentary. You better believe your butts. I'm going to be watching this one. Yeah, I'm kind of, it doesn't have a lot of information about this. But I'm curious whenever about this whenever the whole show, whole, uh, show comes out. Because mm-hmm. even the video doesn't say much. Right, right. But they don't want to give it all away. But um, this happened in Mississippi. A prophecy made 50 years ago in one Mississippi town is now subject of a documentary. The um, boy with the pop bottle on his head. As legend has it, a boy with a pop bottle on his head would walk around um, the Mississippi town predicting that something bad would happen. Thing is, is something bad's going to happen anywhere. Uh, he did say that something was going to come out of the sky and hurt a lot of people. He did say that. Soon after, an F4 tornado hit the town in January 69, killing at least 20, 29 people. Weird part is, I didn't think tornadoes hit in the wintertime. I always thought it was more of a spring-summer. It usually is because of how the because of the temperature changes. Right, the currents and all that. Um, Collins was 12 years old when the tornado hit, but he never saw the boy in person. He said the boy disappeared and was never seen again. So this is really interesting and really weird at the same time. Yeah, so it, I'm curious, you know, what the documentary, like, exactly is going to be about. If, you know, and how many people recall seeing this kid and then suddenly a tornado hitting. Yeah, because that's like 50 years ago. Yeah. That's almost 50, 50 years ago. So. Well, no, we've already hit 50. Did we? Yeah, because it would have been 50 um, last month. Okay, so yeah. And again, uh, you're th- I'm thinking you're thinking in winter, but yeah, it's in January too. Mm-hmm. Which is what got me kind of confused. But then again, it is also in Mississippi, so you're f- you're you know going further south, and you're closer to more water. See, I wouldn't see like I could see like water spouts, but well, no, not really because well, it just depends. But I don't see a tornado in January. I know it's super, 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 super rare. I'm um, speaking of stuff out of the sky. How's this one? Smog in Bangkok is so bad that people are coughing up blood, and but we should all be scared. This would be scary, and this if this is happening there, how easy would it happen here? You know, I'm already worried about the air. As it is, I have not been able to breathe well for the last week. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, you know. You're getting this I'm bad? already, I'm already coughing stuff up, but if I start coughing up blood. Well, the one I saw that was coming out of their nose and mouth. It was just, their eyes were bloody. It was just, yeah, kind of, kind of bad. But yeah, you want to, you want to take on this one since. Yeah. Since you got all the breathing stuffs. So it seems that. Lung lung diseases are already on the rise, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bangkok has been hit with a wave of smog so thick, so thick, uh, it's making people cough up blood. Uh, the toxic smog contains PM 2.5 particles, which, get, which are getting stuck in people's lungs. 
Uh, one office worker posted a selfie last week showing his hands covered in blood uh, just after sneezing. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at this poor guy that's got the face mask on. His eyes are just bloodshot. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said that he'd never sneezed blood in his entire life. And he's pretty sure it's the dust in the air. Yeah. Because he said two days ago his nose was hurt for breathing, breathing and sneezing all night. And it was the, even worse when his sneezing, um, the blood that next, you know, he started sneezing the blood next morning. Uh, they said another local uh, said that the polluted air, you know, also brings germs and viruses that gradually affect you. Even if you think you're healthy, the environment's going to disturb you in some way. Yeah. Um, someone else thought he thought he was going to die because he was rushed to the rush to the ICU with acute bronchitis and hypoxemia. The Thai government's been flying drones to spray water, but that doesn't seem to have helped much. Um, it says um, the UN Environment's Regional Coordinator for Chemicals, Waste, and Air Quality uh, said that the government needs to take decisive action. That's and that a short-term solution wouldn't uh, short-term solution would uh, be to stop factories from burning waste. Well, yeah, because I mean, isn't there stuff where they could burn the waste, but it's like got catches at the top, so nothing goes yeah. into the actual air? But yeah, that's it. What's happening? It seems is everything's burning, but it just gets into the you know further up the smog goes. It's hitting the air that we're breathing versus... Yeah, and all it's doing is just dropping down on us. Mm -hmm. um, The scary part is is that if we do not pay attention to the danger looming large in front of us, we might find ourselves in a similar situation. Let's hope that these nightmares do not become a reality for people all over the world. So this could happen to any of us, you know? Yeah. If you start, you know, throwing out all the environmental, you don't want to believe in the science. I mean, it could... Any of it. Hmm. Well, Bart, that was a lots of um, rabbit holes today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, but they all went together, believe it or not. But yeah, some craziness. But yeah, it, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so you want to take us out or do you want me to? Yeah. So uh, if you guys have any stories you want us to cover or you have a personal experience, um, a story you want to tell us, uh, you can email us at tftdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also get a hold of us on Facebook or Twitter. Facebook's usually the better version. Yep, sadly, uh, FB wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find us on the Weeby Geeks Network, weebygeekspc.com. And on the Tangibound Network, tangiboundnetwork.com. And if you're interested with uh, anything... If you want to put our logo on your body, go to T Public, and we've got a store there. Yep, we got a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, I think it was another really good show, Bart. We have a lot planned for our Valentine's episode. Yeah, you you seem to catch like the entire month. Uh-huh. I know, and I was so bad because I didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, we do have a Valentine's episode next week. Um, so everybody stay safe. Keep your eyes to the sky or the ground. And I will see you later, Bart. I'll talk to you um, later. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you.